I will never but I think if you can help you with this. That I think
Good morning. And peace be with you. And yes, you can clap at that. We are blessed to have Chris and Adair back with us today, the Gillettes. And um, you do, in the Bible, it does say that we are blessed to be a blessing to others. And I'm grateful, and I know you are too, that that the gifts that God has given them, they didn't put it up in a bottle or they didn't hide it under a bowl. They let it shine and they're sharing it with us this morning. So we are grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'm going to let you read your own announcements in your own bulletins rather than uh, bore you so we can hear some more beautiful music. So at this point, well, I do want to say one thing. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> I got my crying towel this morning. Zero four Astros, but they are playing again today at 11.15. And maybe we can get them right on. Right? Yeah, hurry up. <laughs> Down in front. <laughs> uh, seriously, I hope and I'm, uh, that you had a, a lovely uh, familial celebration on the 4th of July, the day that we reflect on the wonderful freedoms that we have today as citizens of this United States. And I wanted to direct your attention to some new additions that we have here. We have the beautiful United States flag and we have a Christian flag there. And I just uh, pray that that is a reminder of exactly uh, why we're allowed to be here by the cost 
that it took from so many who gave their all in order for us to be free. And again, the theme during this period of time after Pentecost is freedom. And we'll talk again today. Last week I talked about Christian freedom and that that is not a freedom that we enjoy because anyone wrote it down. It's not a freedom of civil rights. It's not a freedom in a bill of rights, but it's Christian freedom. And what is that, Pastor? Well, that is freedom from the consequences of God's wrath. And that's what the theme is going to be today, because God is a holy God, and he is righteous. And his anger is righteous. But those who are clothed in in his son, Jesus Christ, are not under that wrath, and that's freedom. And as being free, sisters and brothers, children of the living God, then we get the opportunity to go out and tell others where we find our hope, to tell others where we get our freedom, freedom from eternal punishment, and an invitation, an inheritance to eternal peace and joy. Amen? All right, well, let us stand in our opening hymn I'm sure you've heard before, Lift High the Cross.
We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord.
Almighty God, you have built your church on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. Continue to send your messengers to preserve your people in true peace that by the preaching of your word, your church may be kept free from all harm and danger. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 10 through 14. You can find it in your pew Bible on page 1166. As Ken said, there's a spirit of freedom going through our readings this morning, and none more so than in this book. The Jews have been released from Babylon after 70 years of captivity. They're coming home. First action was to kick the Sumerians who were not so fractious and were not deported to Babylon out of their houses. But it's time to rebuild and redo. Isaiah 66, 10 through 14. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all of you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her, all you who mourn over her, for you will nurse and be satisfied at her comforting breasts you will drink deeply and delight in her overflowing abundance. For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants, but the fury will be shown to his foes. We will read Psalm 66, verses 1 through 7 responsibly. You can find it in your bulletin. Psalm 66, 1 through 7. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bow down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. The epistle is from Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 10, then 14 through 18. You can find it on page 1816. Galatians 6, 1 through 10, and 14 through 18. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you, who live by the Spirit, should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. 
If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each test his own work. Then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each should carry his own load. Let him who's taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will, he will also reap. Whoever sows to please his flesh, then from the flesh will reap, reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 10, verses 1 through 20. Glory. Indeed, our gospel this morning comes to us from Luke, chapter 10, 1 through 20. can be found in your pew Bible on page 1611. Luke records, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go. I am sending you out like lambs among the wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. And if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them, and if not, it will return to you. Now stay there and eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house 
to house. And when you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted into the heavens? No. You will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. And whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you. But rejoice that, the, that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The mission of the church is, in essence, God's, God's mission. God chooses, God equips, God sends. He blesses those who preach the gospel of his kingdom. The mission work doesn't depend on human efforts only. Of course, we, we have some to share and to preach the gospel. But really, when it comes down to, it's sharing and it's preaching his word straight, not changed. 
God is in command. And for us in the flesh, it's, it's hard to surrender to that. But God is in command of his kingdom. And he does the best for the growth of his kingdom through his church. Lest we say often, you've seen me, I, I, I wouldn't do it this way. And I'm sure at least what I feel in my heart is him saying, and that's why you're not God. Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. And Martin Luther explains in the small catechism, what does this mean? And it says, the kingdom of God certainly comes by itself, without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. Now, how does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we believe in his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there, there, in eternity. This morning's text from Luke is a vivid example how God works to call people to faith and to enlarge his kingdom. It shows the challenges in God's mission and how we are called to be God's partners and co-workers in his mission to save humankind. Wow, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. The principles of this mission, its efforts that Jesus reported in our text are still valid for us today. They are still valid to our church today in the 21st century. I want to call your attention to some of the verbs in this text because they, they lead to actions. The first one is appointed and sent. Jesus had chosen and sent the 12 disciples in a similar mission previously, as we read in chapter 9 of Luke. Now he has appointed 72 of his followers, and he has sent, he's appointed and he has sent 72, two by two, to go ahead of him to every town and every place where he has or was about to go. Now here's the thing, no one can be a missionary, no one can be a pastor if the Lord doesn't choose him or send him. I've tested and proven that. You've heard my story, my witness. I tried, much like Jonah, 
to run the other way. He chose me. He sent me, and he is using me. The task Jesus was performing as a messenger of God were he was delegating to his church. If someone feels that God is calling him to holy ministry, he must have the recommendation of the church. And that happens. He is going to be acting in the name of Jesus and he must the church must support the candidate as he prepares himself to be a preacher. I was called from within a congregation much like this. The first time that somebody identified a quality that they saw in me. I don't understand why you're not a pastor. Do you want a hundred reasons or the long list? We get to you in a minute too, but he's calling you. Now after the candidate is ready or even for an internship, and an internship is exactly what we're seeing in the case of our text. These guys were interns. They were apprentices with the master. Imagine that. Walking with the word. Seeing God with skin on, the nature of God. If you know me, you know the Father. Jesus said that. Now the church calls and sends the candidate. Now no one should go by himself without a regular call because this is not a human or a personal matter, but this is God's matter and a corporate matter of the church. In other words, the church needs to be behind those they send. The church needs to be behind and equip that man or woman that they send out into the mission field. Do you know that you're doing that right now? You know Chris, Pastor Chris, right? Well, Pastor Chris is starting a church down in Oceanside. In fact, his first service is going to be this next Sunday. And you have equipped him. You have supported him in prayer and in love. Every time that he's been here and, and filled in for me, you have, as a church, been building him up, helping him learn. You've blessed him. You've been blessed, and you're being a blessing to others. The second action word I want to draw to your attention is the word ask. Then Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask to the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, this is one of the most well-known mission prayers. Seventy-two seems to be a good number of missionaries, but they were not enough. The church always suffers a lack of ministers. We know that millions of people around the world never had a chance to hear God's word. And we cannot think only about our comfortable situation that we have here. We have a, we have a building where we are gathered to worship and we have a pastor and we 
have to have concern about those who don't have someone to preach and to teach to them. And so therefore we pray for God's mission around the world and we ought to pray for more ministers. Maybe God has plans to call one of our people in this church or one of your children to his team of workers. We have to pray for the laborers for God's kingdom. The third word I'd like to bring to your attention is the word go. We have a big challenge here. Go. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Wow, sign me up. We always talk about Matthew 28, 19, when the resurrected Jesus sent his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations. That was the great commission, not the great suggestion. In this text, Jesus sends and warns, the task is not easy. The disciples were sent out like lambs among wolves, and people are not always receptive. They're just not always receptive to the gospel and to God's messages, are they? The church suffered, and it still suffers a lot of persecution And if we don't suffer physical persecution, the scorn and contempts, well, it hurts as well. But even so, God, Jesus, said go. The fourth word is say. The message to be shared is very clear. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. God's messengers are messengers of peace. And God sent his son, Jesus, to reconcile humankind to the Father. Jesus came to save, not condemn. Right? John three sixteen and 17. This is the main message of the Christian church, to preach peace and reconciliation through the blood of Jesus Jesus Christ shed on the cross. Sins are forgiven to all who believe in Jesus. The church warns and preaches the law because those who don't believe are still condemned. Those who don't believe are still condemned, and they have to be called to repentance and faith. How does that happen? You ever try to win an argument with somebody? It's not up to mere man's abilities. He didn't say, go and change their mind. He said, go and say, peace be with you. 
Jesus is very clear when he talks about his mission on earth. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. The fifth verb is stay. The next verb to highlight is stay. (laughs) Ever try to teach a dog that? A lot of times humans are no better, but he knew that and he made that point. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. The missionary and pastor shall identify himself with his people living as they live. And the people have to receive and sustain the messenger of God. This was the case of the Apostle Paul and many, many others who were traveling from town to town to preach the gospel, being hosted in several houses. And after the Christian church was better established, the holy ministry was better organized as well, with full-time pastors sustained by the church. And lastly, the sixth verb is heal. Well, there's one more. And tell. And then Jesus said, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near. Healing was an important part of the early ministry as a sign of God's power toward the needy people. And the message of the kingdom of God was to announce Jesus himself who was coming to visit them as well, hence going forward to every town and every place. Now we pray for our sick people and we believe that God hears our prayers and he attends accordingly to his good will. And the kingdom of God is among us as Jesus comes in his word and in his sacrament and in his holy body and blood. The kingdom is near. When we come up, the kingdom is near. Jesus is here. Now God is still in mission through his church, through his pastors and his missionaries, through his people. You, he's still at work. And each of us in the place God puts us is a light to shine the love and kindness of our God, which has been revealed in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And the goal of our witness is officially that as church and as spontaneous as Christian is to to share God's peace through faith in Jesus and to call more people from darkness into his 
glorious kingdom of peace. Last week, we sang, go tell it on the mountain. Remember that as you go out in mission in the marketplace, in the checkout line, even on the 405. You're shining the light of Christ there. There's much more missionary work to be done among us and around the world. And in spite of difficulties and opposition and persecution, God is in mission to save many, many more. And to him be the glory. Amen. Like a river on page 346. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord on behalf of his church, all the people of God, our nation, the cause of peace, the needs of the sick and others as they have need. Extend your peace, O Lord, like a river amid the troubles and trials of your people, that nations may walk together in peace, the hearts of your people may rejoice, and your kingdom may flourish through the means of grace. And Lord, in your mercy, O Lord, give compassion to those who watch over our souls, that they may restore the lost and erring in gentleness, and give them wisdom and humility, lest they be tempted beyond their strength. Bless all pastors of your church and all missionaries. For the harvest is great and the laborers few. Bless those considering and those now training for the church, for church work, vocations, that all people may know that your kingdom has come near. Lord, in your mercy, Keep us, O Lord, from growing weary of doing good and give us loving hearts to show kindness to all people. Be with those who suffer any need, especially the poor, the unemployed and homeless. Grant your mercy to them and to all the households of your people that we shall be steadfast of heart and kept safe in every trial. Lord, in your mercy, Lord, be with those who govern in our nation, especially Donald, our president, and Gavin, our governor, and all those elected and appointed to serve us in your name. Give to the nations an end to violence and terror, and guide us to work toward the common good for the sake of the most vulnerable. Lord, in your mercy, Sustain the sick, the suffering, the grieving, and the dying with your word of peace and your healing grace. Give them patience in afflictions and faith in your sufficient grace, that they may be kept through the day of trouble and brought with us at last to everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, 
And Father, you hate nothing that you have made. Oh Lord, you will on that, you will that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Bring us and all people to repentance that we may know the hope of the eternal life now and be delivered to everlasting life with all whose names are written in your book of life. Lord, in your mercy. Oh, Lord, keep our hearts from greed that we may joyfully support your church and those who serve us in your name. Keep us from pride of heart that delights more in what we do than in what you have done, that we might be your people. Accept with our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving the tithes and offerings that we bring to you this very day. Lord, in your mercy, and grant to us all things needful and keep us from all things harmful and hear the cries of your people for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. And there's a special person back there, guys. <laughs>
please stand. Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father. Through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy. That is as we talk about 
It's freedom from God's wrath. And this, this simple means of bread and wine, this holy sacrament combined with your faith and the Holy Spirit, makes all the difference. It's a means of grace, as we said. It is, it's a, it's a, a guarantee of your salvation. It is your own personal Passover. Just like, as we studied this week, Rahab put down the red cord. Just as they painted with lamb's blood across the threshold. You have been spared the wrath of God by his son. Your own personal Passover today as you come to the rail. Now, this is for all who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and I heard you. So you may be seated and the usher will bring you forward.
the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our closing hymn this morning is, In the Cross of Christ I Glory. Thank you.